show. Comic Book Flagship. do these podcasts i usually will take stuff from the soundtracks and you know when i cut it into the segments uh-huh. it's just gonna be really hard because there's like only one song in the avengers only the one thing yeah. well you could use bah. just the bit the, the cues from since it's from a build-up of all of the other movies you could use the iron man one you could I, use the, i hypothetically could you could I'm, 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 maybe you can use the theme from the 60s tv show the avengers <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with this. Um, the, but should. Quick trivia before we even start the podcast. the There was a movement to name the movie Avengers Assemble as opposed to just the Avengers. So to, as to avoid confusion with the 1960s British TV series, oh, The really? Avengers. Yeah, with yeah obviously Peel. that didn't go anywhere because yeah. it's called The Avengers. Yeah, and, <laughs> and there was a movie called The Avengers, which was based off the 1960s TV show oh. with, I, I know... Jude Law. Um, oh God! And Sean yeah. Connery was the villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Shoot. No, it, you don't have to really think about it. No, because it wasn't, but yeah, yeah, no, I remember. I remember that being a thing. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, welcome to Comic Book Logic. Um, I'm your host Joe, and with me, as always, is my co-host Kevin. We opening up with that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's um, how we're gonna open. So there we go. Yeah, this is a very special episode. This is one of the episodes that where Kevin and I watched the movie live, and now we are recording. Yeah, and we can't tend to watch movies without drinking. So mm. that's always. I don't know if it's alcoholism at this point or no, no. no. <laughs> Come on, no. But anyway, we're reviewing the Avengers today. Yeah, the culmination of Phase One All of the, work the MCU we've done so far leads up leads to this. up to this. This is it. That's a line from the movie, I think. This is where they <laughs> take all of the movies that we've already podcasted and they smush them together to make one big crazy movie. Yes, that's pretty okay. <laughs> that's it's pretty good. Um, so let's start this off like we start off every podcast. Kevin, what do you know about The Avengers before you saw this movie? Absolutely nothing. I couldn't have told you prior to Marvel doing this whole thing what The Avengers was, who was in it. Who they were avenging. Who they were, what they were avenging about. Um, don't know. Didn't know it was a thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure you had to tell me at some point. <laughs> the- well, the Avengers debuted in 1963, September of 1963 to be precise, and it was actually a five-man team with uh, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Ant-Man, and Wasp. Those were the original. Oh. Those were the big five wow. when they started off. I don't know what Wasp is. Wasp, Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp. She will make an appearance probably some point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, probably opposite Maybe. of Ant-Man. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the event that was the that was the original five, and then in Avengers number four, 
our buddy Captain America made his debut mm-hmm. as the, and they retconned it like four issues into the series that he was a founding member of the Avengers. Ah, yeah, they that's where they found him. The first Avenger. Yes, they found you him. Might say they found him in the ice looking for Namor, the Submariner, who has yet to make his appearance in the MCU, which is kind of sad when you think about it. Yeah. They really need to make Namor part of this whole thing. <laughs> Often Sorry, I'm fudging with my headphones. Yeah, I that's not I'm making a what you're lot doing. of noise. Yeah. Well, I I adjusted them, and then suddenly now I can't. It's not coming down. <laughs> oh my god! All right, fine. I'm gonna leave it. I don't care. Yes, and uh, also just for future reference, the uh, later on editions, of course, were Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow. Uh, Hawkeye made her his appearance in the Avengers earlier than Black Widow. Hawkeye appeared. <sighs> I don't know the exact number of the issue, but he he came part when most of the Avengers quit. After, and I Hulk quit, I think, at issue two or three. But Hawkeye appeared a little bit later when Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, former villains, also joined the Avengers. Uh-huh. Not in this movie, but maybe well, someday they'll make their appearance we, in the we MCU. Might get there. Yeah. We might get there. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye joins in as a former villain, and then uh, Black Widow does join up later on on that. Good deal. have a recap of this oh, movie good lord recap as in recap in america <laughs> we have no notes in front of us we I haven't can, taken any i have We've seen this just movie watched it though so many times i could yeah, probably recall it from it memory. just ended about five minutes ago so we'll we'll let you yes. take it away starting scene strangely off in area 51 of the <laughs> shield universe i think it's in new mexico probably that's where they put everything apparently have you ever been in New Mexico? There's nothing in that state. Nothing. You can literally hide. You can hide all of this stuff. <laughs> all these shenanigans. Yes, are there. all the shenanigans. But underneath, they're using the MacGuffin, also known as the Tesseract, that we had last seen in Thor. It's the blue to, cube. To do something. I don't know. They're testing it, kind they're, of. They're trying to make it do a thing. Yeah. Like do something, come on. Poking <laughs> it with a like a like a stick. Like, what if I raise this unlabeled bar graph <laughs> amount? They have they have like all the equipment from Dr. Frankenstein's laboratory, like all of like the Tesla <laughs> coils and everything going on. But all of a sudden it starts acting up. And oh wait, there's Dr. Eric Selvig, who we lost last saw on Thor. Like he's like the Thor is, this is what we do. I don't know, I can't. Nick I'm just gonna Fury's make him, there. Mick, we're gonna call him Mick Flurry for Mick the Flurry. Entire, for the entire podcast. <laughs> Uh, Mick Flurry's there. there. Hawkeye's there. Hawkeye. He's making a still in his tent in Korea. Special uh, Agent <laughs> Phil Coulson. Special Agent Phil Coulson. The entire Shield. Uh, uh, Shield verse. The Shield verse is there. The that whole clown car verse of, of people is there. And all of a sudden it starts acting up. But who? Special uh, Agent Colby Smulders. <laughs> yes. And that's kids. 
is how I met your mother. <laughs> so the 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 Tesseract opens up a portal, and out from the portal comes Loki, fresh from getting a special stick yeah. from a mysterious stranger played by Alexis Denisoff, the husband of uh, Colby Smulder's co-star of How I Met Your Mother, yeah. Allison Hannigan. It all comes back it to CBS sitcoms. It all comes together. So he shows up like the Terminator, but fully clothed. Yeah. Um, which to millions of women's oh, chagrin. Dismay. And his stick, he just touches people with it and he controls them. Yeah. So he touches uh, Stellan Skarsgård, Eric, mm-hmm. and he touches Hawkeye. Touches and, Hawkeye. And he touches ex- expendable member number one and expendable <laughs> number number two. And oh no! So the the base, you know, they gotta blow up the base for some reason. So yeah. So Act One action sequence number one: escape from underground lair. Mm-hmm. You have a really cool action sequence where. Former good guys are fighting, you know, other members of Shield, and the base is the base collapses on each other. Yeah, this leads McFlurry to say, "We need to start the Avengers." I don't know what yeah. his thought process is on that, but let's just go with it. He jumped right to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't even try to be like, "Should we do anything else?" I mean, do I do I want to contact any of like my bosses? <laughs> no. Or it's just like, no, you know what? I got this thing. Literally, now is as good a time as any. He says that when he's got to return a Netflix video. He's like, we need to call the Avengers. And they're like, <laughs> the Avengers. They're like, McFlurry, you guys. I ain't got time this, to go yeah. to the post office. <laughs> so they're, they, let's call on the Avengers. <laughs> so as Kevin's pointed out, it's a very, very Seven Samurai type of moment where they have to go to each member and yeah. get them. They first start off getting uh, uh, Black Widow. Mm hmm. They find her. She's a fun little sequence where she's, she's being interrogated. Tied up. Yeah, looks like she's being interrogated, but in a weird sort of like, um, you know, a Mexican Bible sort of way, where she's tied up and being yeah. like interrogated in this weird pseudo sexual. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But she's like, oh, she's just playing along to find out what the villain's uh, yeah, she's plan much is. Much better yeah. than them. This, this... A, a villain's plan that never really—it's yeah. not a thing. This former Soviet general, for some odd reason, even the yeah, Soviet Union collapsed. I don't know. They're smuggling arts. It's not entirely clear yeah. what they're doing because couple, it's not going to be a part of the movie. Couple cool camera shots though in that sequence. Yeah. And then they, uh, she gets, she breaks herself free, and then next up she we kicks get, him and yeah. fights him, and that's about it. Next up we have uh, Captain America punching punching bags, remembering yeah. the past, remembering Peggy yeah. Carter, and. And then getting frozen in ice, and then... just going through punching bags like they're <laughs> made out of nothing. It's it's literally like a typewriter. It's like doo, 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 ching. He puts another one up there. Boo, 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 boo. Ching. Uh, he's he's punching the punching no bags. No regard for how much yeah. those cost. And so he doesn't really have any sort of like really fun sequence. He's just like, all right, I'll join because I got nothing yeah. better to do. What I'm gonna just keep yeah. punching these things. The next scene is uh. The, uh, David uh, Bruce Banner, David Banner. It's <laughs> going Sorry. Yeah, you have you have Doctor Bruce Banner, a amongst... newly recast. Yes, Bruce Banner from where we left him in in Hulk, a slightly Hulk. a slightly um, unshaven Mark Ruffalo. I he's gruff. I call him Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. Yes, he's he's amongst the living dead of India, trying to help out. <laughs> I, probably the plague because India is the only place on the planet where you still have the plague. Um. <laughs> A little girl brings him to this uh, lo- uh, remote location where 
he is confronted by the Black Widow who tries to bring mm-hmm. him into the Avengers. Not that he want they want the Hulk in the Avengers, but they want him to track gamma radiation because it's not like gamma radiation doesn't exist everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because he got hit with it. He, he got- therefore knows a lot about it. It's true. And somehow is an expert in it. Yeah. Uh, just that's like how I'm an expert in belts, just because I got hit with them a lot as a child. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So there we go, and uh, then they send Agent Phil Coulson, yeah, to go talk with Tony Stark to bring him in, but he's yeah. he's being very like. Uh, standoffish and Tony Starkish. He's like, I don't want to. Do- He's don't like, do- I got a new building. Like, yeah, I got, I got things. I got Pepper Potts, Daisy Dukes. Yeah, just, I don't. I ain't got time it's for jo- this. It's Jorts Friday. Jorts Red Friday at the office. Yeah, I ain't got time for this. So he wants to stay off of it. So they bring at least uh, the Black Widow, Hulk, or David uh, Bruce Banner. David. I keep calling him David Banner. I don't know. What- I'm not even this. a fan of the 1970s Hulk, and I keep calling him that. And Captain America. Oh, see, I'm just thinking of David Banner, the like the rapper. Is there a David Banner yeah. rapper? Oh no, I, David Banner was what they called him in the original oh, in the 1970s oh, Hulk okay. TV show oh, because that's Bruce why I was doing the music because Bruce was too gay, so they called him David Banner. You, <laughs> Bruce was too gay. I think we talked about that in the Hulk podcast. We did. Yeah, yeah I know. And so they they go to a, a aircraft carrier. To yeah, you know, to meet up to do their thing. Yes, but it's not just an aircraft carrier. It's a it's an aircraft carrier. <laughs> I was gonna say it a flies. hovercraft aircraft carrier. Ah. So it flies up into the air in the most peculiar way. <laughs> <laughs> this Sorry. is ground control to Shield One. Ground control to Tony Stark. <laughs> So they're flying up in the air because that's practical. Yeah. Well, then, then they turn invisible. Yes. It's just, yeah. I mean, none There's of that. There's lots of people at, at control panels, like, doing stuff. Yeah, they're they're all saying things like, shields one at max capacity. <laughs> Hovercraft speeds at nominal. <laughs> <laughs> what do we say? Invisibility at kind of. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, things are engaged. <laughs> things are engaged. <laughs> and they, they they meet up together with uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yes. What are we going to do? Uh-oh. How are we going to do this thing? But they've tracked down Loki. He's in, He's in Stuttgart. Germany. He's in Stuttgart, Germany. Deutschland. Deutschland über alles. Where he is uh, using Hawkeye to steal Iridium, which he needs to... Uh, power his portal yeah. to um, who knows where. To some place. Yes. A place that's very dark. Yes. I'm not sure why it's so dark. So in Stuttgart, they, uh, Loki shows up very dapper, looking just like he did in Thor with an amazing suit and scarf combination. Something that I wish I could pull off, but I couldn't. Kevin probably could. I can't. I might be able to do it. Iridium's atomic number, by the way, is 77. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Iridium's atomic number, 77. <laughs> it's a transition metal. <laughs> it's only found in meteorites. Um, and so in, in Germany, they Loki has this great thing where he, he, he has to stab a guy's eye so that they can get a holographic imprintation of it so that... Yeah. Mind-controlled Hawkeye can can steal the Iridium. Yeah. But Captain America shows up 
in Stuttgart to stop Loki. And in one of the great, actually one of the great scenes, Loki is, is, is there and he's like, kneel before me and all these people. And then this old German guy's like, we want we still kneeled before people like you before. There'll always be more, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh, talking about Nazis. Talking, talking, talking about that Hitler. Yeah, yeah talking about that Hitler. And then Captain America shows up going, you know, last time I was in Germany, there was a like, crazy guy. It's like, yeah, we've, we've already we, made that we reference. Covered that ground. Covered it. You're, a little late there. You're like a child that Nazi wanders into reference. a conversation there, Cap. <laughs> and then Cap and Loki punch each other for a little bit. Yeah. And some punching. Not much. A little bit of punching. Luckily, Tony Stark shows up. Yeah. And Tony Stark is able to put a handle on the situation, and they capture Loki. Meanwhile, and Karen... A little too easily, perhaps. A little too easily, yeah. Oh. So as the Black Widow, Captain America, and Iron Man are carrying Loki in a jet back to the hover carrier, all of a sudden a lightning storm happens. Yeah. Who's and, that? And, What's going to happen? And Black Widow, and uh, Loki says, I'm not, he says, are you worried about the, the thunder? And Loki says, no, I'm more worried about what comes after it. And Thor shows up. Yeah, talking about that Thor. Where you have... One of probably the worst lines in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> where Black Widow says, you should leave, stay out of this Cap. He's a god. And Cap says, there's only one god, and I'm sure he doesn't dress like that. Yeah. Completely out of character for everything that's ever happened in the Marvel Universe so far. Yeah. Including the fact that many gods have shown up on Earth at this point. It's weird. It's, it's a very weird line. We will it, it talk has about this. Weird implications. Yeah. It's very strange implications. Um, yeah. Especially because we know. all know Captain America's a Hindu. So, <laughs> so why would he say only one god when he knows there's a whole pantheon of them? It, there's at least there's one Shiva, pantheon. There's Shiva. There's Ganesh. Yeah. Yeah. There's Rama. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them at this point. So here's the the part in any team up where all of the heroes have to fight each other before they can become friends. Yeah. So Iron Man is fighting Thor. Uh, we have to have a plan of attack. I have only one attack and one plan. Attack. Mm. Well, you know, you Tony can't Stark, win them all. Tony Stark's writers weren't on retainer at that point. He's like, guys, I need a one-liner for going up against this. <laughs> and they're like, what what should we write? What should we write? Okay, they type it in. He's like, really, guys? That's That's what we got? Okay, fine. I'll say it. I'll say it's it. Fine. Yeah. So they fight on a green screen soundstage um, amongst dead trees and leaves. Mm -hmm. And they... I guess it just uh, end up being friends. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know... I remember, yeah, Thor and Iron Man are going at it. They seem to be fairly evenly matched. Thor yeah. might even have the advantage, and then Cap shows up, and, and Thor's going to hit him with the hammer, but the shield just totally absorbs, absorbs the blow. and deflects yeah. and is nothing. And then Thor realizes, oh, maybe these guys are on my level. Yeah. Um so I guess we should all be friends. So we should we should be buddies. Let's, Let's hug it do out. It. Let's, Let's hug, hug it out. out. Yeah. Bro hug. Bro hug. Bring it in here. Mm -hmm. Bring it in. Bring it in. Nice, nice big hug. So they bring Loki back to the hover carrier. Yeah. Well, that was, I, I sorry, that was action sequence for Act 2. <laughs> Thus begins Act 3, where Loki is in the hover carrier. Yeah. And everyone's talking about what they should do with Loki, what they're trying to figure out. Loki has the uh, Tesseract and they're trying to figure out where it is. They spend all of their this the sequence trying to figure out where the Tesseract is. Uh -huh. They get Black Widow to go down there 
and have a very Hannibal Lecter-esque <laughs> Silence of the Lamb scene. <laughs> Tell me about the lambs, Black Widow. Yes, it's like, it's like and he's like trying to, ex- he's like explaining all this to him. He's like, exactly, Doctor, exactly, Loki, what should <laughs> we do Loki. for the, Doctor Loki, what should we do for the situation? Uh, tell me where Hawkeye is. <laughs> First, tell me about the lambs, Black Widow, Natasha. Tell me about the bread room. Um, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's pretty much like that. Like, minus the yeah scene. Would that Loki was also a cannibal. I mean, he might be, but <laughs> he, he just yeah. doesn't talk about it. We haven't seen it. It's just funny that Anthony Hopkins plays his father. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Well, that's why I made the Odin sleep reference. <laughs> Odin sleep. <laughs> oh, Odin's, Odin's gone to sleep again. So, uh, basically, the Black Widow finds uh, Natasha finds out that Loki is attempting to use the Hulk against the team and destroy the helicarrier. Meanwhile, as they figure this out, Hawkeye, brainwashed Hawkeye, is flying in and shoots an arrow which blows up the entire helicarrier. Yeah. One arrow blows up the entire helicarrier, and so thus begins Act Three action sequence where they spend the entire time. Uh, trying to restart the turbines because it was such a great idea to have a giant flying aircraft carrier to begin with. Yeah. Um, uh, Captain America and Iron Man spend most of that sequence trying to restart turbines. Black Widow and Hulk are trying to avoid each other. Well, Black Widow trying to avoid the Hulk as uh, Dr. Banner hulks out because of what's going on. I also forgot to mention that at this point, Captain America has realized that the shield is using former Hydra technology to create weapons because of people like Thor, which yeah. is, you know, Thor can be easily thwarted through a math problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not really that big of a thinker. No, he's not bright. No. So as they're trying to start the turbines, eventually black, at a giant's fight sequence, black widow eventually knocks Hawk- Hawkeye conscious through like kicks. Knocks him honk. Knocks him conscious. Yes. Through kicking. Through kicking. Uh Iron Man is able to restart the turbines and uh Thor and Hulk get knocked off the helicarrier. In <laughs> 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 one of the greatest cameos, Dr. Bruce Banner meets Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> yeah. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton makes his cameo in the Marvel universe. <laughs> It's just sad because, as I said in a previous podcast, once you have a character in the Marvel Universe, you can't play anyone else. So Harry Dean Stanton is forever going to be just that security guard. He can never be like Ghost Rider or Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or Dr. missed opportunities right there. Yes. Harry oh, Dean Stanton has Ghost Rider. That's so upsetting. Repo Man's Harry Dean Stanton. Repo Man. See, Harry Dean Stanton knows a thing or two about aliens. He does. And he does say that when, when Hulk is on the ground, he's like, are you an alien? Yeah, because you, know, you came from the sky. Oh, I'm going to put you in the trunk Look of my, my car, car and drive around and pick up Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, act four begins. Yeah. And in act four, we have... Uh, not much goes on at, in Act 4. Act 4 is mainly about them getting ready to go to uh, figuring out where 
Loki. Oh, did we mention that no, we Phil didn't. Coulson dies? We did not mention that. He as totally Loki... is dead and we'll never see him again. No, as Loki is escaping the helicarrier, Phil Coulson tries to stop him, but Loki uses his, his magic hoodoo to make it appear like he's somewhere else, and then he stabs Coulson with his stick. Yeah. Yeah. He he did because he can do this kind of teleporty thing and the making himself doubles and and he knew a lot of different things and he's the trickster so it makes a lot of sense yeah. he easily can yeah. sort of trick you and stab you. But Coulson gets <laughs> yeah he got he gets tricked into with a spe- he he gets tricked with a spear through his back. <laughs> like gotcha. Oops. Oh stabby stabby. Zing. So Coulson ends up dying, and Fury says that we have to do this for Phil. Yeah, you know, Phil. The Phil, Philper. <laughs> do it for the Philper. <laughs> uh, win this one for the Philper. And the Avengers have to go to New York because they're going to use Stark Tower yeah. and its unlimited energy to open up a portal. Mm-hmm. Open up a power portal to the wherever place. So that bad guys and monsters can come out and cause a lot of damage. And they do. They do exactly that thing. And so that leads to the big ending fight sequence of the this magical race called the Shitari. Chitari. Not not the Shitari, the Chitari. (laughs) Chitari. Which Thor It's a complete chit show, is what it is. (laughs) As Thor is able to tell us that it's the Chitari, I don't know how Thor knows. He's just he, he Googled it. He, yeah, he Googled. <laughs> he reads Loki's blog. How did you know this? I read the script. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So these big robot, merciless wave after wave of goons comes out of this portal that's pouring out of the Avengers yeah. Tower. And the giant uh, mechanical space dragon whales. Space dragon whales. We the metal, like yeah. a lot. Yes. I enjoy them. And then the Avengers. Very complex. I, I really could could stand to, to have a... a, a a detailed explanation of exactly what the hell's going I on. I explained with those it things. to you. You just didn't you want did, to listen. But I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't think that you know, and I want more information on the space whales. Yes, the space whales. The Avengers form a tableau. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big scene. It's, yeah. it's, eventually they all do come together because because. Because Thor flies in and he's ready to go. <laughs> and Bruce and shows up on his little boat scooter. <laughs> I borrowed this from Harry Dean Stanton. He gave me his motorcycle and his denim shirt, which I'm about to, <laughs> to rip, rip. Yeah. again. And Bruce is all like, my secret captain, I'm always angry. And always then he punches angry. a space whale in the face. And he punches it in the face and kills it. He does. He kills it with one punch. Yeah. So uh, it's really easy, yeah. Really, apparently, for them to win this battle, yeah. So, uh, big fight sequence. I mean, th- this exp- this this run through of the plot is pretty accurate because it's just literally fight sequence after fight sequence after fight sequence. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, other than in between, yeah. what we're not saying is a lot of, and we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. But like a lot of the sort of snappy dialogue and yeah. some character work and and just bouncing these characters off of each other. It's a lot of fun getting. Yeah. Um, you know, different characters in a room together to have these conversations for a couple of minutes that you might not necessarily necessarily have expected. You know, you expect there to be a big scene where um, you know, Thor and, and Captain America and Iron Man are talking and or fighting, but you don't necessarily expect to see, you know, Black Widow and Loki talking. Yeah. And kind of what does that look like? And it doesn't really amount to much, but it's it's still fun to kind of get those characters in a room together um, and see what happens. Yeah. And it's weird that 
it's just it's just the Josh Whedon way of doing things that it's yeah. not really like the exposition is not really exposition. Like there's no important conversation that happens. The conversations are more important because of character development as yeah. opposed to leading the plot along. The plot is very It's very quick. I mean yeah. that's why Thor just knows about the bad guys. Yeah. It's like let's just get that information out there so that he doesn't have the to like knows. Like go in a magic hot tub to figure out what the plot is not like that ever happens in any movies <laughs> magic hot tub <laughs> are you talking about harry potter no that happens in, in adventures too oh <laughs> oh i haven't seen it yet oh neither have we because we're watching these neither in order. no okay yeah well no i actually haven't <laughs> <laughs> so so they they fight the the chitari throughout new york city and a, there's a bunch of great new york moments where it's like hey what's going on here i gotta get to queens you know they got me to take the tunnel and stuff and bridge and the tunnel's dog. full of monsters <laughs> it's like, i can't eat this pizza wait a minute the space aliens haven't made it to the tunnel yet what space aliens <laughs> it's literally full of monsters all the time it's new york it's filled with chuds filled with chuds <laughs> That's the problem. Is you, you didn't I'm just going to sit here the and fold my pizza and eat it like this. <laughs> fold my pizza in half yeah. and eat it like it's a, weird it's a goddamn taco. Taco pizza. We're from Chicago. You're not supposed to be able to fold a pizza in New York. I'll stop throwing this gauntlet. I'm taking a stand. You're wrong, New York. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's the second greatest New York sequence in a comic book movie next to The Amazing Spider. And next to the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you mess, mess with, with Spider-Man, Spider you mess, mess with, with all of us. And then he folds a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone's doing in every scene. It's like this opening sequence for Louie. <laughs> sequence for Louie. Spidey, 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 Spidey. Um, anyway. So, in order to close the portal... Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. decides to launch a thermonuclear missile against New York City. Right. Because that's what you do. That's what you do. Hey, Major 8... Uh, the most populated you got city in got, the country. We got 20 million people in the in the New York metropolitan area. Let's just launch a missile at it. Yeah. Because that's, that's our first, middle, and last resort. <laughs> Luckily, Iron Man's there to push the, the missile into the portal. Yeah. Which is probably what they should have done in the first damn place. Yeah, exactly. Um, which blows up the ship. Iron Man says, welcome to Earth. <laughs> and the portal closes like a sphincter as he yeah. falls back through it. Yeah. Um, By blowing up the thing that <laughs> severs the Bluetooth connection yeah. that the spaceship has with all of the soldiers. And so when that goes dead, they all just stop working. Yeah. Makes well, a lot of sense. I shit, I go thirty minutes from my thirty feet from my house and I can't get a signal. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I go in my bathroom, I can't get a signal. Um <laughs> so they all that shuts down and the Avengers meet up to go eat some shawarma. And they eat shawarma. Yeah, they eat shawarma. The end. You see half of Thanos' face ah, and they eat yeah. a purple guy's face. He's we don't know that guy. he's we don't know that he's Thanos. Some sort of a bad Thanos. guy monster. And they go eat shawarma. The end. The end.
All right, some production notes. Yeah. I mean, like, this is going to be a quick podcast because the weird thing about it is, I think the longest part is going to be kind of like our feelings on it. Yeah. Because there's not a ton to go with this. I mean, it's, the, they kind of decided to do the Avengers thing after they knew they had a universe going. I mean, after Iron Man, they pretty much said, this is going to work. We yeah. have we have Captain America, we have Thor, we have Iron Man, we have Hulk. We're just gonna put them in a movie together. Yeah, and it, it makes a lot of sense in a in, in not even just like a like the financial, um, putting this all together and 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 selling it as a big event. Not even just in that sense, but just you have these characters. Why would they, and they obviously exist in the same universe? Why would they not interact? And what would that look like? Yeah, I mean. They as early as 2008 they had the drafts for this going and 2008 was when Iron Man essentially came yeah. out so they they really knew this was coming early. yeah mm-hmm. I mean it's not like they ever planned to do Avengers movie pre 2008 because no one could get the characters all together and no one ever thought that they could do that yeah it would have been too hard to explain what's going on but you didn't need to you didn't really need to do that in this movie because we've seen all these characters before presumably mm-hmm. like if you've seen each of the films leading up to it. You know who yeah. these characters are. There's no origin story. It just gets to be a big action thing and a big event movie. It's yeah. a big spectacle. So they had the, the – they originally wanted uh, Favreau to direct it. Favreau bowed out. He didn't want to direct anything after Iron Man 2. So they brought on Joss Whedon. Now, Joss Whedon, as we know, is the darling of mm-hmm. the nerd kingdom. Yeah. The Moonrise Kingdom. A lot of TV work. A lot of ensemble work. Ensemble work. He, um, had, he, had, done a, he had done, at this point, I know he had done the Firefly movie, Serenity. Yeah. Um, I don't know of any other big budget movies that he had done at that point. I don't know. I know I he, had re, he had done some writing. For, yeah. for movies at that point. But I don't think he had done any other major motion picture at that point. But he is known for his ensemble work. I mean, pretty much every show that he has done is about balancing characters and balancing five or six characters in a room talking at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, he is He was pretty much the most perfect choice you could have had for this movie. How do you balance out five major characters working off of each other at this time? You, um, I know he had he was he was attached as early as 2010 to direct this movie, and he did have some work setting it up through Captain America: The First Avengers. We talked in the previous podcast. Yeah, he uh, basically came on board, was able to balance out all of these storylines together to create the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Like you look at all his work, you look at Buffy, you look at Angel, you look at Firefly, you look at Dollhouse. It's all, they're all precursors to what he did in Avengers. Yeah, it's it's learning to work with all those very strong personalities and letting them, um, these characters, you know, writing to their strengths. And, and I think he really has a good sense for when you, you know, you had to look at like, okay, you've got all of these defined characters by this point. What happens when you put them all together? What would happen? And the thing is, you've got these two strong potential leaders in Captain America America and Iron Iron Man. Man. And it's like, what would that sort of struggle for power look like? Because they both obviously have very different approaches to everything. Yeah. life. I mean, they're from completely different eras. It's almost like, eras, there's, it's almost like there's, there's like a civil war going on. <laughs> Who knows if we ever get to Who that. Who knows if that ever becomes a, a, thing. a, a more obvious. Um, 
Yeah, it's and there's you know there's that the interesting thing about this production of this movie is it's not like anyone needed to be cast. Everyone was already cast. There's yeah. there was no You just walked into a very pre-established, yeah. predefined world and it's like, okay, let's have them all yeah. go on an adventure together. Yeah, there was there was some talks about having Ant-Man and the Wasp in this movie. Um but he cut them out because he thought it would be a problem with too many characters. I wonder where he could have got that idea from <laughs> Thor. Um, that would have been a Thorable idea. <laughs> Thorable idea. That's forever. It will be known as a Thorable idea whenever something <laughs> bad pops up in the MCU. Um, so, but he did bring on at least one new character in Maria Hill, as played by Colby Smulders, Smulders from the How I Met Your Mother fame. Mm, That's what she'll always be known pretty as. Pretty much. Um, she plays uh, McFlurry's number two. And <laughs> the joke goes to when we went and saw Avengers 2. I went and saw with Anthony from Play On. And I was like, oh, man. Mick, I said, Nick Flurry showed up with a sp- showed up with a spaceship. And he goes, did you just say Mick Flurry? And I'm like, yes, yes, I did. It's a Mick Flurry. It'll be Mick Flurry from now on. So, yeah, they, ca- they cast that. There was also a recast for the third time Hulk has become a new character played Ugh. this time by Mark Ruffalo or yeah. as we've called him Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. He uh Mark Mark Ruffalo took over for Ed Norton cuz apparently they couldn't come to a contract negotiations. If you like to see how it is working with Ed Norton, I suggest you go rent the movie Birdman and you will get a good idea of what it is to work with Ed Norton. Yeah. I tend to believe that that wasn't acting, that was how he really acts. It might be. That, that is how he really is. <laughs> Also, you should just see Birdman because I really think it's a good movie. Kevin likes it, but he uh, Kevin thinks it's a good movie, but he's not a really huge fan of it. I thought it was eh. He thought it insists up on gauntlet itself. Gauntlet thrown again. The <laughs> Birdman gauntlet has been thrown again. I just like to point this out there for people listening to this podcast of how weird things have taken a turn in the past few days. That I really love Birdman and Kevin absolutely loves Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, <laughs> and um, Mad Max Fury Road is great. I, I I I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think it was that great. And I thought it was great. Mm, yeah, as an action movie, it was a yeah. great oh, yeah. action movie. I just think it was a it was a it was a good movie. I didn't think I don't look at it in terms of an action movie, but if, as in terms of an action movie, it was a great action movie. That's all I expect from it. <laughs> That's all you I expect. expect nothing less. Yes, and they uh, from in terms of the the movie, they uh, not much else in terms of casting. I mean, the only thing is that. When um, when Robert Downey Jr. he decided that he wanted to bring on um, Pepper Potts and he wanted to bring in all these other characters that had he had worked with before on that, um, that was like pretty she much doesn't it. have too much to do in this. No, movie. She she's doesn't. in like two scenes, I think. Yeah, yeah, the very begin like a very the very and then at the very very end a very awkward kiss and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oof. yeah, it was no chemistry there. Yeah, the and also I I it. It doesn't hurt to mention that Avengers was the first Marvel movie to cross the billion dollar mark. With a B. With a B. Billion with a B. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it was a. That was. Two B's. Billion. Billion. Just a couple stats I want to bring up. According to Vulture Magazine, screen time in the movie. Captain America had 37 minutes and 42 seconds of screen time. Iron Man 37 seconds and 37 minutes and one second. Black Widow 33 minutes 35 seconds. Bruce Banner the Hulk 28 minutes and three seconds. Thor 25 minutes 52 seconds and Hawkeye 12 minutes 44 seconds. Wow. Huh. Yeah. 
Um, I still believe Whedon hates Thor. It could be. I I just think Whedon just is like Thor is horrible. I mean, he has nothing to do in this movie. He has Not no much, which you would you don't He's... really expect because I mean, the villain is you know the guy from his movie. You'd think yeah, exactly. he'd really take the lead. Yeah, but he doesn't. He just kind of okay. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that more in the you know what our, how our feelings are about this movie or the feelings section. terms of our feelings in terms of our feelings now that yeah. we're now well, that we we're can start off right with musical break back from the musical break. we could talk about that i mean thor literally has nothing to do in this movie no. like captain america and iron man have these juicy moments where they you know they're pitted against each other arguing back and forth i mean that great scene that we t- we talked about where it's it's all of the main characters in the room with the the po- the pokey stick the pokey stick yeah yeah that's a great scene because you know, it's never explicitly spelled out, but it's definitely implied that like it's sort of making them do that. Yeah, they're they're it's putting up it's, yeah. But and, also at the same time, I mean, the reason it's not spelled out because is because is we it? doesn't think we're idiots. Well, yeah. no, but but at the same time, like, is it though? Like, yeah, or are you know are they really just really strong personalities? And the idea of kind of getting them all they they're used to at this point working alone. Mm-hmm. Um. And one of them's Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> you know, they're used to that. And then to kind of all come together, like, what would that really do to those characters? But then there's a scene where, you know, uh, Banner's kind of getting a little bit agitated and he didn't even realize, realize that he's it, yeah. picked up the spear. So it's, a, so it's a, okay. So it's stick. a little bit more obvious stick. that the <laughs> stick, that the glow stick is <laughs> picks it up and starts rave twirling it around. It's a rave. Yeah. By the way, I learned that disco evolved from African music, African electronic music. I learned that today. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, going out of there. <laughs> sure. Good deal. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, and there's that great scene with the tracking shot where the camera goes over them and then flips, flips upside, upside down, down to to literally show you that the world that is Loki being... is turning this all you know on its head. But this, as this, this is going world. on, Thor is literally standing there going, "Uh, <laughs> I have opinions. The good, the good hammer. I don't know what they are, but I literally have a hammer. Yeah. You know what they say when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You're, an, you're, you're useless, and oh, no one okay. likes you." <laughs> Yes. No. 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 He's he's fine. He's he's yeah. pretty good in the movie. He doesn't. Well, yeah. I mean, do a lot, but I I would just dis- I'll disagree with you. I mean, I think he's fine. That scene. Okay. So the scene where given that Thor was our least favorite movie by a long, long shot, by a landslide. The the, the scene worse wh- than Hulk, and that's saying something. Yeah. The scene where. Well, we and we'll talk about this next. Is after the, the when they're on the jet carrying Loki back to the helicarrier, and Thor grabs Loki and takes him to that mountaintop. Yeah, where they have the on the mountaintop speech. On the mountaintop, Tom Hiddleston just acts circles around. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
around Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah. And he's like everything like you could tell that Whedon loves writing for Loki. He's giving him every great line and and, and Hiddleston's just eating it like it's a pastrami sandwich from from a deli. It's interesting <laughs> yeah. to think that that Whedon I wonder how if he was strong because he's worked with Hemsworth. He worked with Hemsworth again in Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, yeah. So I mean, well, I mean he he I, likes him, him, yeah, the actor, but I I don't know if it's maybe that he doesn't like the character or well, if he it was only just wrote a Cabin in the Wind. He didn't he didn't direct Cabin in the in the in the Woods. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. No, no. Who directed he only Cabin wrote, in the Woods? Um, it's it's the guy that's directing what's it called? Uh, Suicide Squad. Um, uh, why you got him? A Drew Goddard directed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, he also uh, um, in World War Z. Yes, I was gonna say he also did World War Z uh, and Cloverfield. I don't know if he did that, but uh, no, he did. He really only directed Cabin yeah. in the Woods. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and he has, then he got yes, sued it, for stealing. He's it. not doing Suicide Squad. He's doing Sinister yeah. Six. Sinister Six. That's what it was. I knew it was something like that. Yeah. I don't even think he's doing that anymore because I think that project got canceled. Oh. But yeah. aside from that, yeah, Whedon Darn. wrote Cabin in the Woods. I, why did I not know that? I'm sure I did. Well, he co wrote it. I'm sure I just um, forgot. But yeah, Loki like literally acts scene <laughs> and acts circles around him, just like eating every line and chewing on it like it's Shakespeare. Yeah. And Hemsworth like. You bad guy. He was our father. I mean, and it's nothing against Hemsworth. He was just he was trying to make the best out of bad lines written for Thor. Thor had nothing but reaction lines to it. Yeah. Loki is throwing lines at him like, this is how I feel. This is the way it is. This is the way Mm it should be. And Thor's like, which is Thor. I already take you to Asgard. I, That's all I have to do with this movie. I can't punch it, so this is how I have to react to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that is consistent with this with, character. With this character, from yeah, yeah, from the first movie. You want to do you want to talk about the line? Say you say it. The, the say Captain the America line. There's only one God, and he doesn't dress like that. Oh, that line. Oh, okay. Yeah, I let's mean, talk about it. Did that not feel like the most out of place line in any Marvel universe movie there was? It it took it to a place that I think made us uncomfortable, and I don't know why it made us uncomfortable because in reality it does kind of fit with the Captain America person. Like I mean, never explicitly said, but we know he's not some Jewish boy out of like the Bronx. Yeah, you know, no, he's, we, we he's kind of good figure Christ, good, he's a good, clean cut Christian American. Yeah, he's probably boy. Lutheran and yeah. doesn't believe in the saints or Mary or any of that stuff or take <laughs> communion. He's just. He's, <laughs> My wife's Lutheran. That's the only thing. They look at me like I'm like I'm some sort of like crazy papist. Um. <laughs> well, it's okay. All the Catholic people I know tell me and my wife that we're just going to hell. So, and she goes to church. What I mean, Catholic? I am, but like, she's going to hell because she's Methodist. Yeah, yeah. like Presbyterian. That's what Captain America is. <laughs> I mean, it just felt so weird in that. It just took us all out of the moment, I think. And it was just a, a weird, like, this acknowledgement of I don't know what. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there in terms of Star Trek, the original Star Trek TV show. There was an episode, I think it was season two or season three. It's Who Mourns for Ed and I, um, where they meet up with uh, the Apollo, who turns out to be a space alien who masqueraded as a god. I don't know if you remember that episode. Okay, right. Yes. Yes. Very similar to the Thor theme. And at the end of the episode, Kirk says, 
we've had quite enough with the line. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, but we've had quite a humanity has had its has, has had its problems with many gods. We're fine with just the one. And it completely throws you out of yeah. it because you're like, first of all, they wouldn't even believe in God in the 24th century because they're flying through space, <laughs> you know, meeting aliens. It's like the, the, it's it's hard to keep yeah. rewriting yeah. Uh, the, the, theology yeah, at, at that, that point. point. And that's what it felt like to me at that point. It's like, like Captain America, it's like, really, Cap? It's like, we're going to go there? And not only that, but he outright says that. Yeah. Like, and... It, you don't even feel like it's genuine. Like you, it like, doesn't feel genuine because at no point is he like no point bringing does, that up yeah. and being like, "This is going to be in God's hand." Like, <laughs> you know, at no point does he ever like. You don't no, see him yeah. praying. Like before he goes out to battle, he's not like now in his path of the spirit of <laughs> You know, he's not like he never said. You never see him doing the rosary or right, like, like after they yeah. win, he like kisses his fingers and points to the sky like he hit a home run like at the very end like is it, oh, thank is Jesus it, is, it, is that Captain America or Pedro Serrano I don't <laughs> you know I, it's 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 the one line and, and, and given that it's not backed up with much of anything other than the fact that he's wearing an American flag um, like we were making jokes right the entire thing like yeah God definitely he looks like a short fat man wearing a, a, a you know a sorry you know it's like it's like he looks like a green bagel. Yeah, he looks like a green bagel going back to the Superman. He, no, Wait, a, now we now we have to put the Superman podcast up first yeah. because otherwise his comments no, 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 gonna no. make no sense whatsoever. It's like it's there's only one god. He doesn't look anything like that. He has an elephant head and six arms. His name is Ganesh. <laughs> like it's just like what were you thinking? It's Adding jarring. This, it, it's it, it's jarring and it and it makes no sense. It doesn't feel like a Whedon line either. It feels like no. It's it's either okay. So my only explanation, I have two explanations for it. One, Whedon wrote it in kind of thinking like, you know, this is how Captain America would be. And he kind of wanted to add that to the character. Um, but it just didn't deliver right. Like it, yeah. that was on, I'll put it on Evans, that he just Maybe. didn't deliver the line right. Kind of like how in X-Men, the original X-Men movie, when Storm goes, you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? And then the same thing as everything else. And it's just like, that was a dumb line. But it was just the way that Halle Berry delivered the line. It was supposed yeah. to be delivered a different way. Maybe, yeah. Or it was some meddling on, you know, either the studio or some producer or something that kind of wanted to add that in there. I don't know. It just felt really weird. Yeah. Yeah, on, on that end. Um, it was a Zach Penn line. <laughs> it probably was. This God was, maybe this was Penn's Penn. influence. That was his contribution to get a co-writing credit <laughs> on the screenplay for this. I got a line. I got a line. I got a line for this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was just so weird on on that end. Um. Well, it clearly bothered you. I think it bothered uh, you maybe a little bit more than it bothered me. It but just, um, uh, I do think it was it was jarring and and inappropriate. I think it was inappropriate because I don't think I think of all the characters, Captain America is pr like, and that's what I just feel about Captain America's character is that he is so American that he's like American to the nth degree, like the way the founders intended America to be, where it was like, <laughs> everyone just come on in. Just come on in. It doesn't matter your faith. It doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah. It just, just come on in. You're American. Yeah. So Captain America wouldn't say that because Captain America believes in the Jewish God, the Christian God. He believes in the Muslim God. He believes in the Hindu gods. He believes in the Buddhist God. You know, he believes, yeah. in, not Buddhist God, not but believes you, know, in them, you know what but, I mean by but that. But he's, he's open to, yeah, he's open. He, he just, he just gets it. He just gets that there's all of this stuff and he wouldn't, 
be yeah. pushy about yeah, it and wouldn't. say something that adamant that yeah. there is only one. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you have Natasha who's saying that line, who's probably from communist Russia, where he's like, she's like, Psh, there is no God. There, <laughs> there is, is only no God. Joe there Stalin. There is only the state. <laughs> there is only the state of the proletariat. <laughs> she wouldn't say that because Scarlett Johansson can't do a Russian accent. Uh... Um, so aside from, actually, speaking of Scarlett Johansson, what about that scene where she was with the Hulk? In the in the helicarrier, where she's yeah. all freaked out about that. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. yeah that, I thought that was like the best acting in the entire thing, where she's terrified out of her mind. Yeah, because well, she knows she's like she's gonna try to talk him down, yeah. but it's 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 futile. Well, and she knows that. She and Ruffalo actually have a couple, two good and another good scene, which is at the beginning when she's trying to get him into the mm-hmm. Avengers. Yeah. Um, and they have that good square off against try, each try other. Try to you know yeah try to make him trust her. Yeah. And then obviously she. You know, lets him not lets him down, but you know, there, there were. She says it, it's just me and you, and of course, there's an army oh, yeah, outside. Yeah, you know, and she, she shows tips her hand, and and you know, he finds that out, and so of course, there's that sort of seed of mistrust. So then, when later she's saying, "You need to, you know, I'm gonna get you out of this, and I'm gonna stake my life on getting you out," and then he, you know, he's like, "I don't, I don't buy it, and it doesn't work." No, so she, she blew it. Yeah, it's it's real, it's really interesting, especially with Ruffalo. Um, not that I don't, I, I really liked Ed Norton. I thought Ed Norton's Hulk was great, but I think Ruffalo also brings something very interesting to the character. Mm-hmm. Um, cause sort he's of another kind of an awkward yeah. sense. Of, doesn't wear of, a belt. That was what I noticed. Yeah, shirt tucked in with no, no belt. belt. Guys, everyone that's a fashion faux pas, wear the belt. Always wear a belt. It doesn't you get... matter if you need it and your pants fit and they don't fall down. It's 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 It doesn't matter. It's not an excuse. Wear the belt. You should get a belt buckle that's got a bottle opener on it. Yeah, I mean that's just practical. That's, that's practical and, and fashionable. Why would you? Why would you not? not? Yeah, exactly. I gotta really get one of those. <laughs> like, don't mess with Texas with the Alamo on it and the bottle opener. With, an that's what I need. with the Alamo on it. <laughs> but yeah, that's he. He shows up as this like you know kind of nerdy, a little pensive. Yeah, a little pensive. Little. Uh, him and Tony Stark are really great against each other because Tony Stark is this alpha personality, while. Uh, you know, Bruce, they're evenly matched, I yeah. think, intellectually, but, but personality-wise, it's, yeah. it's clearly very different. And you have these great scenes with with Tony trying to to egg him on, but nothing yeah. can affect him. He's he's learned to control himself. Uh, Bruce has learned to control himself mm-hmm. so much that Tony's prodding can't actually push. And this is what I like about the movie and why we can breeze over the plot so much because it's not about the plot; it's about the no, characters. it's these characters, yeah. and, and these characters were all so well defined. Even the ones whose movies weren't very good, Thor. There <laughs> is a an opportunity to to have them play off each other in different ways, and uh, that's just a lot of fun to watch. I think it's just that it, all this was was just a, a big event movie. It was a big spectacle. Um, I don't know that there needs to be more yeah. Avengers. I, I feel like on some level, and in and, and, and not having seen the Avengers 2, because it hasn't come out yet, it, it'll come <laughs> in out this, in the future, yeah. is uh, I, I feel on some level that it might have been a mistake to make, if you're going to do everyone, get, you, you know, Iron Man gets three movies, and Thor gets three movies, and Captain America gets three movies, and well, that's about it at this point. Um I feel like it was a mistake to then also shoehorn more ensemble movies. And there's going to be, it's not even going to be three, it's going to be four, because yeah. the third, like everything else now, the, four, the, the third ones, one the, has to be two, two movies. Parts, yeah. it, it wasn't necessary, because all the purpose of the Avengers was, was to 
was decrescendo like to build up all of yeah. these it was it was the culmination of sort of yeah. this momentum that they had in sort of phase one quote unquote oh well, can we talk about uh, Nick Fury keep on saying the word phase two he said over phase and two over like and over again times yeah. in this movie yeah. and so that's all it should have been was was all of that stuff reaching a, a, a boiling point we have this big set piece of these big action moments this big movie and then everyone disperses. Yeah. We go to Iron Man 3. We go to Thor 2. We go to Captain America Whoa, 2. Thor 2. The Dark the World. The Dark World. We, we go to these <laughs> movies, and they go kind of off to their own worlds, and then maybe they come back together again in a different format. But the fact that they're going to – that they feel obligated – financially if for no other yeah. reason but to bring them together i don't know that it's necessary because i think it undercuts what the avengers is which yeah. is just all these characters kind of coming together for a big for a for a reason and then going on about well, their business yeah i think i'll disagree with you slightly on that is that i think that the nice thing about it is is that by picking whedon to do the directing what they did was they found a way to kind of skirt that issue where it was more about interaction and it was more about how these people play off each other as opposed to um, kind of forwarding any plot. It was more about like, hey, they're just going to have fun playing off of each other, Captain America and Iron Man and yeah, all that. And they only needed to do that once in yeah. this movie. And then yeah. we saw it and it's fun. And now they can go about their business. Yeah. Like, that, so, I, we don't so need hopefully more when they do this. Avengers 2, whenever that is, whenever that is, it'll it'll be better. We, we don't know right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll hopefully see in the future. Um, I th I'm trying to think of other like great things that really stood out for me in the movie or things that I would li like to talk about technically. Um, the action sequences were, were great and they were fun and they mm -hmm. were I, what I liked about the action sequences is that they weren't all punchy punchy. No, and, and, and they were light. Everything yeah. in the movie was very light. There was mm. nothing overly heavy. I mean, the villain's plan was just like idiotic. Well, like most just, of Mar. He yeah. wanted to be powerful and he wanted this arm. You know, it wasn't anything about like there was nothing dire and doom and gloom about it of like humanity needs to be wiped out because of cancer. You know, <laughs> there was none of that it where was... you're just like exhausted yeah. listening to the characters talk about the plot. It was just like he's a bad guy and then we're going to punch him. It was very comic booky. That's it. it was very like Loki wants to Hulk's take over the world. Funny moment yeah. where he beats up Loki and, and he it's grabs just, him it's his it's his it's his <laughs> tosses he him says around puny like a rag doll. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And and that was super fun it's yeah. funny there were a lot of laughs and we like everyone is yeah. great at that yeah I, I enjoy him i i love most of what he has done at this point like i have a lot of fun watching his stuff and listening to his characters talk um yeah. seeing a couple of his favorite kind of characters show up like it, it's just been yeah it, it was good you could tell you could see the people that he really liked writing for he really yeah. he actually did like writing for captain america i feel yeah captain iron man pretty much all of them i yeah. think he, he had a lot Except of fun thor he didn't writing. he didn't like writing for thor <laughs> no like writing for thor um and, yeah. and like anyone in shield because everyone in shield was just like was seriously like what do we do now yeah shields at nominal <laughs> The right turbine has gone offline. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Like, are you are you in this movie? Are you in Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back? Come on, it's like, <laughs> uh, let's do something different. 
you know, there's like got our faceless bad guys who attack the, the aircraft wave carrier. after wave of bad guys with no faces. They all have to have helmets and masks on. Our heroes don't have masks on, but all our bad guys yeah, do. So it's okay to 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 kill them. Yeah, Cobra, it's you okay know, the Cobra Commandos coming on board. That's when you want to avoid that whole issue of those are humans under there. You just you just make them alien, people faceless people with masks. They're let, not let, even human. Let me just tell you, like I'm gonna jump. The, I'm gonna okay, taking myself out of the timeline for a second. <gasps> this has always been an issue with me with these movies, and it, it really reaches its its crescendo. So use the word crescendo again during Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and mm. I think it starts here, where it's just like these are people. They yeah, have no. families, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially the people that are taking the helicarrier, hover carrier, whatever it's called. I think it's helicarrier is what it's called. The the people who are attacking the helicarrier, these are all people who are brainwashed by Loki. These are not, yeah, you know, these are not like people who believe in in, in right. you know a bad they ideology. Made any bad choices. They've just been brainwashed, yeah. not by their they're own choice. Not, they're literally not responsible. And McFlurry is shooting them like they're ducks at a shooting gallery. And, yeah, you know, like like they're in you know they're all disposable. Yeah, it's it's kind of disturbing in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. just because it's and because we mentioned at the end of the movie. There's this scene with Hawkeye and, you know, Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow and Captain America trying to save people in New York. Like, that's their whole point. Like, in comparison to, like, another action movie, which came out at relatively the same time, Man of Steel, where, you know, they're just, it's wanton destruction mm. everywhere. You have, you know, the Avengers going, you know, we got to save these people. Come on. You know, talking to the police, like, set up quarantine, you know, a, a, yeah. you know, a perimeter and. Yeah. <laughs> Like, There's a little bit of that, trying to get people out of yeah, out, out of harm's, harm's way, way yeah. and uh, you know, only doing it's, so much. Is the Chitari are shooting Phil from accounting? You know, it's yeah, like, or jump into some office building. You it's know, Tim and HR. Floor. You know, yeah, yeah, just start shooting a guy, and they miss him. They yeah. miss him. Like these warriors come from another dimension, and they start shooting at yeah. Phil from HR, and they and yeah. they miss him. Mar- and it's like, I, I I was so confused. It's a two-second scene, and yeah. it really was the most confusing thing in the movie for well, me. Well, let's just say it saved Merrill Lynch a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> whatever, whatever company was in there, in that building, you know? Yeah. Some Groupon or whatever was working there. Groupon. <laughs> Not the Groupon offices, no. <laughs> I think those are actually in Chicago. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> weird as I know that. Yeah, so, I mean, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about at this point was the Hawkeye conundrum. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest problem was, was that Hawkeye was a character introduced as a brief cameo in Thor, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like, should I shoot him? Should I shoot him? That's like his only line in that damn movie. Yeah. And they're like, don't shoot him. He's like, oh yeah. He puts his arrow back in his, in his quiver. Uh, he's brainwashed for four fifths of this movie mm-hmm. until, you know, the black widow kicks him into uh normalcy. Yeah. Just boot to the head. Why would you do that for one of your main characters of the Avengers? Well, I think it was a way to, um, to put it simply, give him something to do. Um, <laughs> I don't think he was going to have anything else to do. It gave him um, some screen time. It gave him an opportunity to show his abilities in a way that it, it, it was it was in a in a villainous way, but it. There was there there wasn't necessarily another structure narrative reason for him to do all that stuff with the arrows and and jumping around and shooting guys and doing that kind of thing. Like that was literally he needed the... to do something. 
And I think Whedon was like, what the hell am I going to do with this Hawkeye guy? Why do I even have to deal with him? Shouldn't he be making moonshine in a still in his tent in Korea? <laughs> then play some football for 20 minutes? <laughs> nice. Oh, you mean that football movie? <laughs> to reference Archer. Uh, Which he is an Archer. <gasps> it all comes together. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, like... There was okay, so like there was a sci-fi TV show on Canada called Star Hunter, and oh. the first episode of it, the main character is under mind control for the first entire episode. So I'm like, after watching the first episode, I'm like, why am I even bothering watching this? I don't even know what the main character is. Why should I even care about him? Yeah, because like, and that's why I kind of feel about Hawkeye. It's like, why should I care about him as a character? When it like would have made more sense if he had been more prominent, properly yeah. introduced. I'm not saying I wanted a Hawkeye movie, but. You know, if he had played a bigger role and we got to see, like, he's a hero and this is and this is tragic. Yeah, I mean, like that now he's, you know, he's under mind control. I kind of feel like that, like Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye should have been switched because we were already introduced to Scarlet and Spike keeps saying Scarlet Black Widow. Yeah. And Hawkeye should have been switched because Black Widow was already introduced in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Like, so we already knew her. We knew her character a little bit. So... If that had happened to her, there was no loss. We we had no development with Hawkeye whatsoever. No one cared about Hawkeye no. in that movie. His main power is bows and arrows. Mm. And seemingly unlimited supply of arrows. Yeah. And as our joke was, was that, oh, we got to track down Hawkeye. Go to every Renaissance fair in the Tri-County area. <laughs> well, he got that quiver from Rivendell. That's why it doesn't uh, run out of arrows. They do call him Legolas. Uh, Iron Man does call him Legolas in the movie. <laughs> See? There it yeah. all comes together. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh... It's just like it, it drives me crazy because it's I'm, I hope that they do more with him because the Avengers actually ends up being more of a focus on Scar uh, on, I did it again on Black Widow and Hulk in this movie because mm-hmm. they don't really have movies of their own. There's not a Hulk too. There's not a black a Black Widow solo movie. Mm-hmm. So these movies are an opportunity for those characters who are not main characters in their own trilogy to shine so it's a little it's a little annoying on that part yeah yeah So your feelings on the movie. I still like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still like it. I still think it's it's great um, for exactly what it is. It was a big summer. It, it, it was it was Marvel really kind of showing what they can do and what it was. Yeah. It was everything that they had been kind of building toward is right here in this movie. And the fact that they made it very light and very fun and it was just big stuff blowing up and fighting and monsters and aliens and this big thing and jokes and zingers and that's all anybody wanted they did it right yeah i i agree with you on a lot of those points i i agree that it's it's a big fun action movie there's um there's no stakes in it yeah there's there was nothing like marvel had nothing to lose by putting this movie out there they literally made a billion dollars with this movie yeah they had 
There was no, but there was no stakes to it. That I think mm. was my big problem with it. There was, I didn't feel like the company, like their whole, their whole schedule was hinging on this movie succeeding. They knew it was going to succeed. Sure. So they didn't. I don't feel like they took any major chances with this movie. There was no. I don't think that they had to. I mean, I think yeah. it's totally no, okay I, I agree with that, that they yeah. took all of that and just threw it in a pot yeah. and just took all these characters that they have and said, here we go. Yeah, I, I think my only issue with the movie that I already talked about is that I don't think that they need to do it again. Yeah. And the fact that they're doing it again feels forced. Yeah. And I, I will agree with you. And actually, this is the funny thing is, is that when I originally saw this movie and we had talked about the list a little bit beforehand, I thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And yeah. I you kind of agree with me. Like it was like a lot of people gave it four out of five stars, four and a half out of five, five out of five stars. Mm-hmm. And now that I watch it in comparison to a lot of the other Marvel movies that have come since take myself out of the timeline again, I kind of feel like there was no as there was no chances with that. Certain movies play within the genre. I don't think that this played in the genre. I think this just was the genre. They, mm-hmm. they didn't do anything with the action genre that pushed it anywhere, that put took it to a new level. Uh, it was just there. It was like a Michael Bay movie a lot of times, like the action sequences. It was easier to follow than a Michael, Michael Bay, Bay movie. movie yeah. but yes. I think what really, <laughs> the, what really, really saved it was the Joss Whedon dialogue, was the yeah. Joss Whedon script. Oh, yeah. Without that, this would have been, been just exhausting. It would have been boring. It would have yeah. there was nothing to it. But at least with the Joss Whedon script, you were like, okay, when they're sitting there doing the talkie talkie, which is so funny that I'm saying this, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I, I and that's how I feel. And I I also kind of I hate when a movie does five action sequences back to back to back to back. Like each, each act has their own action sequence. It drives me up the wall. Mm. Because it's like, you don't need five action sequences. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that these were well plotted out and different enough that it was interesting. Like, yeah. the first one was a car chase. The second one was um, uh, whatever. It's probably yeah. on the, the in, in the air. So yeah, you had well, a lot yeah, of that yeah. stuff. Helicarriers mm-hmm. and then, you know, moving all that stuff. And there was different elements to the action sequences. Like, the, mm-hmm. on the helicarrier helicarrier you didn't you also you had the turbines going you had hawkeye leading that advance onto Mm -hmm. the ship you had the hulk and the whole Mm -hmm. you know you had loki there was a lot of stuff going on that you could kind of like okay there's like five different plots going on at the same time and they're interweaving with each other i like that yeah yeah and but and but the the chitari action sequence at the end was just like every other marvel movie where it's just people punching each other at the end yeah. Hawkeye shooting his arrows. <laughs> yeah, just shooting arrows, doing his... Black Widow shooting 9 millimeter bullets at aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I have guns. I have guns. Bang, 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 <laughs> I shot you. Captain you America... down, I shot you. Yeah, Captain America's got his shield. Well, as I say, you already have a thief, you got a paladin, you got, an, you got a ranger. <laughs> Let's not go down this you road. You got your barbarian. No, not go down this road. What does that make Thor? Is Thor your, is Thor your barbarian or is that Hulk? I don't know. Well, Hulk I is, don't know. Is the Hulk mainly for aggro? Is Thor your wizard? Because he does the lightning thing, so that kind of makes him your wizard. But he's like he a might. warrior wizard. You don't really want to have a warrior he has wizard. He sort of magic, it's, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. yeah, but he's like all muscly and stuff like that. You're never going to have your wizard be muscly in a D&D no. group. No. That's true. That would be pretty fun to do. I might actually write that character up, like a muscly wizard who likes to fight people. <laughs> I mean, that would be an interesting character, to say the least. <laughs> now that I'm thinking of this. 
Hmm. His name will be Beard Punch. <laughs> Beard Punch the Wizard. <laughs> oh man, he has a long wizard beard and yeah. can P- punch, punch you. People. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wizard Punch. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? How many stars would you give it? Or I let, we're doing the grading. We're, we're doing we're grading grading now. We're yeah. doing a grading scale. Um, you make a lot of good points. Yeah. That um, it would be nice to see this movie take some chances. So I'm tempted to bring it down a little. Um, but the script brings me right back up to I'm going to give it a solid A. You're going to solid I was going to give it a solid A. I'm going to give it a B plus. The what does take it away is that they don't take any chances. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very standard action movie. What, what brings it up, what, what really saves it, like it would almost be a C movie, but as I said, that Whedon script with the character stuff in it yeah. and the way he's able to balance five main characters yeah. all in it, but not even five, because you also have McFlurry in yeah, there few, as well. But, yeah, a few, but he knows when to not use those characters. Exactly. And it doesn't feel like, when you know when Poochie's off screen, no one's saying "Where's Poochie?" You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know that's the way that's the way it feels to me. It's if I have to sit through you know a dozen of these you know Marvel comic book movies, I want to see the Avengers jumping around, cracking wise, cracking wise, fighting each other a little bit, but then mostly fighting the bad guys, rather than Whatever is going on in the DC movies where everybody's sad, like to I don't, Jam. I don't want to see any of that. If you're mm. gonna make me sit through these movies, that's what I want. I want shiny, and I want jumping around, and I want it to be fun, and I want it to be clever and quick and sharp, and worth watching. I want it to hold my attention. Yeah, I don't I... want to just be wondering why everyone is so sad all the time. All right, final segment. We're not going to put them characters in a different time period. Like we're no, not going to pick random. Can't time. really do that. I have a, I have a, I have a, a, a game for this one. Okay. Now. All right. So what we are going to do is we are going to recast the Avengers in a specific time period. It's going to be the 1960s, and we have to cast the Rat Pack as the Avengers. <laughs> so think of like an Ocean's Eleven. Okay. You know, Robin and his Seven Hoods. Yeah. As the Avengers. All um, right. I think the the easiest one in this situation is uh, Angie Dickinson. Of course, is going to be the Black Widow because um, she's the only female character I know that interacted with the uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah with the, exactly. the Rat Pack. Exactly. Um, so I mean, the members of the Rat Pack. Of course, we got we got Sinatra, S- Dean Martin, Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, those are the those are your big three. Those yeah. are your Rat Pack. The rest of the movie, we're I'm looking at it now. You, know, you got Peter Lawford, Peter Joey Lawford, Bishop. Yeah. Um yeah, and you know, you could also include like you know, Bing Crosby, you know, if you want to get on that one. So let, let's let's start well, and we don't have to necessarily say Black Widow is uh is Angie Dickinson, but that's probably the the best one that you could put on there. Norman Fell is Bruce Banner. <laughs> calling it calling it Norman Fell is Bruce Banner. I was thinking it would be fun to have actually um uh Jerry Lewis be Bruce Banner 
and then he turns into Dean Martin, kind of like the <laughs> Nutty Professor. <laughs> and he's like, don't make me angry. You won't like it when I'm angry. And he's like, for Graven. And he transforms into, he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm going to knock you, give you a ring-a-ding-ding on your head over there. Eh? Wow. That might work no but I, I was actually okay so i what, what do you what, who would you do for captain america let's start off with captain america who would be your captain america well i mean if we're taking dean out of play i'm not saying i'm just okay. that's like an idea i had i mean we don't have to necessarily do that because actually i think dean martin would be best as uh as um uh, Iron Man, myself. As Iron Man, yeah. yeah. Well, he's got the drinking. He got the sort of the sass, and yeah. Frank Sinatra would probably be your captain. captain. I mean, they've yeah. got to, they've got to go up against each other a little bit. I think, think they'll have some yeah. good, some good conversation. Yeah, and uh, especially Frank Sinatra. You know, f- he's in from here to eternity. He's got all this stuff going for him. <laughs> you know, why not? You know, he's he's. It's definitely got that sort of issue to it. And I think him and Dean would be pretty good together. Dean Martin were. <laughs> Like, get me out of this robot suit, you know? Get me out of this robot suit and into a dry martini, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Captain America, like that. Now, now who uh, would you put, where would you put Sammy? God. Would, would Sammy be uh, Nick Fury? Are we going to go the slightly racist route and making the black guy the black guy? No, I don't want to, but, I mean, is he going to be Thor? What, I mean, <laughs> what are you going to, I mean... I said in another podcast that, you know, it doesn't matter since they're fictional characters that you can't, that who cares? They can be anything. Mm. You know, I I don't care about the race of any of these characters, but at the same time, are you going to have Sammy Davis Jr. as Thor? Does that make any sense? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense for a lot of reasons besides race. I mean, that's just problematic. I mean, you could make him Hawkeye. Just because that doesn't matter, but I feel bad relegating him to a pointless character. Yeah. No, but I, I could see... Maybe I, he could be Hulk. Maybe <laughs> he could be Bruce Banner. That would be really... F- not Norman Fell. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I could see either one would be pretty good. Um, I I just... I think Sammy as, as, as Thor would be pretty funny. Yeah. To, to, it, it would be funny. I, just to see, like, Dean Martin and... and Sinatra playing off that that the 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 titular butt I mean the not titular but the butt of money of their jokes Sammy Davies Jr. would be this god of thunder you know carrying around this big hammer would be pretty funny I think they could come up with a lot of jokes on that one yeah I mean you gotta they're the big three of the Rat Pack so you gotta sure. kind of have them be the big three yeah I, I mean it's it's tricky but I suppose it could work it'd be worth watching. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd enjoy it. I would too. I would be like, "Oh my god, do you see Sammy Davis Jr. is playing Thor?" Um, and also, the musical numbers in this movie would be amazing. Oh uh, yeah. So, um, who are you, you going to pick, Peter Lawford or Joey Bishop to be Hawkeye? Uh oh, I want Joey Bishop. You want Joey Bishop? Yeah. He's definitely a Hawkeye. I, yeah, I would agree with you in that. I want to see that. I can see, and I can see definitely Norman Fell as the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Norman Fell is the Hulk, but the funny thing is, is that when he transforms the Hulk, it's just Norman Fell, but with like torn up shirt and pants on, just like <laughs> I'm the Hulk. <laughs> He's green. <laughs> He's not even green because it's in black and white. You it's can't in even black tell. And white. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. So I guess I guess that would leave us uh, 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 Lawford to be our our, our McFlurry. 
He could do it. Yeah. 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 We could. Uh, who they got? When I'm looking at the list right now, we could put. Uh, oh, we could put Shirley MacLaine as uh as Maria Hill. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that could work. I, I think it would work. And we could. Uh, oh, you know who we could post? But we could put Bing Crosby as Loki. <laughs> I've got an army. I've got an army. Got an army. Space aliens. And then I could just see like, oh, better well, but yet, see, don't no, you no, want... no, no, better yet though. And then Dean Martin goes, "You two are brothers." <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but that's what I was about to say. Then don't you want Bob Hope's Thor? <laughs> That would be oh my god, right? Bob Hope is Thor. You are Bob Hope is Thor. Oh my god, Bob Hope. Oh, I'm sorry. Then that means we have to have Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. as Nick Fury, and I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. But but I mean, is there somebody else that he could be? He could be Coulson, but then he dies, no. and I feel bad no, about I, that. Like it'd be funny. I want a place for him. Just because I'd also like you know, it's like that slightly racist thing of the Brat Pack of having. Sammy Davis Jr. giving them orders, and then he's like, "You can't give me orders." <laughs> then Sammy Davis Jr. Like, hey, right. yeah. I can give you as many orders as I hey, want to give you. Hey man, I can give you all the orders I want. I'm the head of this whole thing here, <laughs> you know that that sort of thing. But <laughs> just... oh my god, but but the but that I just like the idea of Bob Hope being Thor. <laughs> it's like something he would have already have done on his. <laughs> 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 they are lightning magnets. <laughs> exactly. so brilliant <laughs> all right go to planet arbitrary for all your planet arbitrary needs you can follow me on twitter at, at planet arbitrary you can follow kevin at at k white says like our facebook page backslash game cl- uh, planet arbitrary <laughs> comic like it.